0: up guys here with you with fc wonder kid episode 42 here with my guy
1: Fredson. how are you I'm doing awesome i'm doing awesome we survived the transfer window somehow it almost felt like we weren't going to but we did uh and we've got what the afcon is is coming to an end so there is uh there's a whole lot to talk about but mm-hmm. how are you alex how you doing
0: I'm uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I got to say big up to Christian Ronaldo, 37 years old. And Neymar is 30 years old. So no more 29. Fiasco is on the 30 talk, okay? So we're going to talk more about that. But you're mentioning the AFCON. True, yeah. true, true, true. Uh, Liverpool fans love the final for sure, I guess. Uh, and it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Kalj Keroj with Egypt. With national yep. teams, Carlos Queiroz tends to be a really good coach. And Ferguson, always new, defensive-minded coach, assistant, mm-hmm. very good assistant with Alex Ferguson. So it's good to see Carlos Queiroz. With Iran, he was really good too. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember
1: the guy. He was actually, I think he was coach of the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars <laughs> back in the day in Major League Soccer um i know but he was, uh,
0: pl- he was crucial in the mls structure he, he of uh of doing uh the whole plan he, I, yep
1: ee! yeah yeah and how's that for i mean that was 20 some years ago uh but uh, unfortunately i don't think he's going to be able to be on the sideline for this final right hey,
0: well, that's didn't, difficult. Didn't typical a red coach yeah. typical for <laughs>
1: Uh, firebrand. But, oh. but I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what it is it, it's been a phenomenal it's been a really fun tournament and th- there are a couple couple players that I obviously want to want to talk about but before we get to that mm-hmm. you mentioned it you mentioned it Sadio Mane versus Mo Salah mm-hmm. in the AFCON final uh, you're going live for this I know we're recording this right beforehand mm-hmm. so I just we're going I'm going to ask you in a in a bit who you think is going to win but think about this Mo Salah and Sadio Mane now need to fight for the AFCON final. Okay. And then a month or so from now, six months or six weeks or so from now, they once again need to fight with each other. First leg, I believe, is in Egypt. Second leg is in Senegal. Uh, But they need to fight each other for a spot Mm -hmm. in the World Cup. Mm -hmm. in the world cup man so liverpool fans are going to be pretty uh divided on this but you know what liverpool brought in luis diaz to make it easy they can just they can put all their loyalty behind diaz and get and get rid of one of the no just kidding but um it's going to be a battle and uh i'll tell you what i'm going to say it right now i'm a sucker for a first time winner Mm. i'm hoping i'm hoping senegal pulls it out gets it done um, and and gets the win. What about you? Who do you think is gonna win? Uh,
0: I, I I agree with you. It'd be special for Senegal since it's such a special generation, guys. If you don't know, yeah. like Eduard Mendy, goalkeeper, Kolibali, Sadio Mane, wow. like you don't see these type of players like running up into a national team in Africa. So Senegal, right. big up, and hopefully we're gonna see many more teams like these, man. Okay, it's just the yeah. start. Uh, but I, I agree with you. We're not going to see in the World Cup too. It's crazy how both teams have such momentum mo- uh, such important games in, sh- yeah. in such a short period of time. So, are yeah. you with? Imagine if one if Salah wins uh, the Afcon, but yeah. he doesn't go to the World Cup. So if it's
1: a win for one and it's a loss for yeah. the other, that
0: might be the case.
2: I
1: matter. agree. <laughs> I I actually fully agree with you. I was actually gonna say this. I was gonna say whoever wins the Afcon final is 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 my my suggestion that is they're not going to go to the World Cup because I think whoever loses the Afcon yeah. final is going to have a chip on their shoulder, be extra pissed off and uh, <laughs> find a way to get it done to get to the World Cup. So uh yeah i'm I'm with you there. It's like a split decision. That, uh, that I don't know, but it, it's going to be a, a fun game. And I'll tell you what, th- just a phenomenal story coming out of the Egyptian mm-hmm. uh, camp. This Gaboski, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he's a 33-year-old journeyman goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. might not even be a journeyman, but obviously he's never risen to the point where all of us have talked about him previously. Mm-hmm. He started this tournament as the reserve, Okay. And didn't get his chance until either late in the group stage or maybe in the first round of the knockout rounds. Okay. Forget. But since then, this 33 year old goalkeeper that nobody really knew about, okay, he saved Eric Baye's penalty versus uh, Cote d'Ivoire, right, versus the Ivory Coast. Um, he had a very solid match versus Morocco. And then he saved two penalties versus Cameroon um, in order to send Egypt to the AFCON final. Like, that type of story is always fun because normally, you know, you bring three goalkeepers, you really only ever see one throughout a major tournament. Mm. Um, and this time around, Gaboski has come off the bench to be a superstar for Egypt. So um, I think Senegal, even though Edouard Mendy is um, pretty A-OK mm. when it comes to these things, mm. I don't know if you're going to want to see Gabaski in a penalty shootout in this AFCON <laughs> final because he's got momentum, man. He's mm. got momentum.
0: So. He's he's, got, he's got, he, he must be one of the stars. So that's a wonderful story, man. And from reserve to icon. That and if yes. they win the Afcon, like I mm-hmm. gotta say that 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 that'd be good. But uh, the player of Afcon that I've gotta mention, man, is Abubakar. Yeah. I think n- no one can look at Vicente Abu Abubakar the same way. And I fully expect him to leave uh, where he is and Al nassar uh, yes, yeah. I know I'm saying it wrong. I'm butchering it. Sorry, fans. But uh, what I mean is, um, I said fans. But uh, yeah, Abubakar, man, phenomenal I, in the tournament.
1: Phenomenal. I agree. Eight goals, right? Eight goals. He had. He had two goals in the. Th- well, Cameroon was down three zip, three nothing to Burkina Faso. Credit to them. They're a story in in their own right. But they were down three zip to Burkina Faso. Abu Bakr came on in the second half, uh, beginning of the second half. He scored two late goals, One the, uh, the the last one, the equalizer, to make it 3-3. And then on top of that, they fight through extra time. They go to penalty kicks. And Abu Bakr, uh, he converted his penalty. Um, but unfortunately, or, and, and they ended up winning. I'm sorry. Then they ended up winning and, and getting in third place. But ultimately, I, I I can't think of a better, like more perfect tournament from um, from a striker, um, especially one that was expected to do well. Like normally, you get the you get the the expectations heaped on you, mm-hmm. especially as the host nation, and then like you don't deliver, and then the media concentrates on that. I don't think you can concentrate on anything negative about Vincent Abubakar's, uh tournament. Um, eight mm-hmm. goals, and I don't even know that's got to be some sort of a record, no?
0: It's uh, the strike force both. That I think they yeah. they surpassed Eto. Uh, strike force so you're in right the goals so wow. like, it was a Kambi and abu bakar so yes that's <laughs> he doesn't go to leon back the same player too you know what i mean so yeah 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 well well,
1: that's the that's the question where do you think abu bakar should go i mean i know he was in uh, portugal uh was okay. he in uh, turkey at all uh
0: yeah he went to turkey i think it was okay. i'm not sure but i do think it was uh, Okay, abu bakar uh said I think it would be a good league for him. I think, I think Serie A would take a shot. Uh, Bundesliga, uh, I do think they hit yeah. the youth a bit a, a bit, more. So, But yeah, I do think the life has changed for Abu Bakar man. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So on AFCON, who were the stars that you were, um, you're hyping me up?
2: No,
1: no, no. I mean, I just wanted to mention, you know, really only talking about those four that were left. I got a Gaboski. Gaboski is just a hell of a story and one I wanted to bring up and Abu Bakr was another one. Uh, but no, we're at the final now. We already did. We already did our, uh, <laughs> team of the group stage. And, and, uh, I mean, but it was very nice to see, uh, Hakimi and, you know, a lot of the stars that were expected to do well, mm-hmm. um, really, really did wind up showing up. They had slow starts for the most part. You know, Sadio Mane was not like he didn't hit the ground running, but then, uh he's he's obviously incredibly vital to them now and then you had some breakout stars um so i don't know maybe we'll have to pick one or two and and look at them there were some though i would have loved to have seen more like kamal dean and mm-hmm. um yes uh, I can't, uh you know ilex mariba i would have liked to see even more of yep. um but you know you get that in tournaments um i can't all be
0: yeah measures coming back to united and people right. are hyped up with that so he, he's yeah. a player that might come with that momentum that you're me that you're
1: talking in the AFCON
0: and he yeah. Moriba. He went on loan, right? Next to Musa now?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh Valencia is starting eleven today on in, on Saturday when or I'm sorry, on Sunday when we're recording, they're starting they're like front five averages in the age of twenty. Um and the old head in there is Maxi Gomez, who's twenty-five, but you have Ilyax Mariba, who's still eighteen, Yunus Musa, nineteen. Uh who's the other one? Oh G- 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 Hugo Hugo Gimán who's 22 mm. and uh, Brian Gill. Brian Giles having a good game for them. As we expected, <laughs> as we expected. You get him back at La Liga, he's going to have a good game. Mm-hmm. It, it's what Premier League he needs to get ready for, you mm-hmm. know? And La Liga, in my opinion, doesn't necessarily get you ready for the Premier League. But Mm. uh, that's probably a good segue into you want to, (laughs) like, talk about this transfer window at all? Yes, yes, yes. So
0: let's start. I want to start this because I saw this news and I said,
1: Mm. why?
0: Why did it happen, man? Why do the same mistakes keep on happening? And I'm going to mention the two snubs, the two snubs of Man United in this transfer window. And one of them is Denis Zakaria, which is embarrassing mm. that United is snubbing him. And the second mm-hmm. is Bobakar Camara of Marseille, that it was rumored too that he was snubbed by Man United. And it was like for a fee yeah. of 15 million, which yeah, <laughs> 22, one of the best under 23 CDMs in the world. Okay. Yep. And you are lacking. You are lacking Man United big time a CDM. No, don't don't yeah. think on Declan Royce. It's impossible right now. Think on right. Denis Zakaria and Bobakar Camara. These are the yeah. type of players that you don't get too many chances. You, you you're not going to see too many chances like these. And yeah, I mean, even,
1: even if you threw the 10 million at Zakaria, uh-huh. you know, beyond what Juventus threw at him or something in order to, to secure his signature, it's just a good business move. Yes. I don't I don't care if there's going to potentially be a new boss you know, during the summer, mm-hmm. uh or or whatever, that's just a good business move. It yeah. also provides competition in a role that literally every Manchester United fan agrees needs. You know, competition. They mm-hmm. they need more players. You know, McTominay has picked up a little bit as of late. He's been mm-hmm. you know better, much better to watch. But yes. but ultimately, come on, you're telling me that Bubakar Kamara can't offer you versatility, not just in the D mid role, but also at center back because Bubacar has played there for Marseille. So I'm, I'm with you, but the, what was the excuse? The excuse was that Ralph Ragnick, yeah, there's going to be a new coach, which is just, well, I
0: I do think Ralph Ragnick would have, if, if it was, I think there was a bit of touch of the up and ups at Man United because this is like Ralph Ragnick knows this is an opportunity. He's not going to yeah. be like, no, I'm not going to get it. So you mentioned it. That is an underrated fact, the Bobakar Kamara center back too. Oh, yes. man, I loved it. Uh, but, yeah, I mentioned fast at the start of the pod, Christian Ronald, 37 years old, man. And I just wanted to say, the more I see things, this guy is hated and hated more and more <laughs> by the media, man. Christian Ronald, yes, he had a bad game but you're not going to put the whole blame on him every single game. Okay. I don't want to do this, but like this Messi get every single game reports on him. If he plays yeah. badly, like this is, this is getting to a point that come on, help Cristiano Ronaldo go east. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just wanted to well, say, well,
1: yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I just, oh. um, when, when was the last time that Cristiano Ronaldo missed the goal completely?
0: Oh, come on. The penalty. Yeah, yeah it was it was I, such I, bad I, luck, man. It's and I then know. you see the shootout penalty.
1: That guy was yeah. on him. And
0: then he does that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
2: but still, but
1: oh, but, but more more so with Ronaldo, I, I think it comes with the territory of uh. What, what are they followed by? Like 100 million plus on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it just comes with the territory that they're they're the most talked about. Um, I, I loved the quote that came from um, one of the Middlesbrough players. I think it was—I uh, don't know how to say his first name—Dale, da- mm. probably Dale Fry, one of the center backs. Okay. I think he said, "Like, you know, that was my first time seeing Cristiano Ronaldo up close. He looked fake. He was—he was gorgeous, or something. He was—he was, <laughs> was just—he was just a handsome player. Like, I wasn't expecting him to be that good-looking. It's like that's the type of crap that Cristiano Ronaldo has to deal with."
2: Uh, oh, on dude, a
1: regular dude. basis, but ultimately, dude, all I can say is Ronaldo is another year older, Messi is another year older, Neymar is mm-hmm. another year older. It's just a, a firm reminder that whether yeah, you, whether you you despise them for some reason or you you love them so much for some reason, at some point, this era, this oh. era of Ronaldo, of Messi, of Neymar, this era will end, and oh. you you need you know. But you need to understand, you know, you need to understand that this is a historic historic era that we're in. Like, we are graced by the presence of some just absolutely ridiculous footballers uh, that have longevity, that have just how many wow moments have have all of these players given us. So um, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent here in the transfer section. (laughs) Uh, It won't stop, man. It leads me me to another transfer here, man. Mm. The Christian Eriksen transfer to Brentford, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about this on the Twitch Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Brentford, hey, Christian Eriksen. obviously, we all want to see play. Like, we are all now Brentford fans. We're all, just like a lot of us are now Danish football fans. Um, but we all want to see Christian Eriksen come back. But what we're shading over a little bit is how good of a move from a business perspective was this? for the Brentford Bees, right? Mm-hmm. Already, and Brentford, I think it was BT Sport that released this infographic, they said that they had 30 times more demand for Brentford jerseys at this time this year when they announced that uh, the deal with Eriksson than the year prior. 30 times the demand. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So you got to think about it. That is just an amazing move for a Premier League team a premier league team that is actually in london they're in a ma- massive metro area mm-hmm. they could build a following if they play their cards right um that could that could maybe uh i don't know make them a bigger presence and not you know relegated to the uh uh i don't know uh, teams of the past but anyway christian Eriksen, i cannot wait to see him take the field in those stripes and um I, well I, see.
0: I i love that you're mentioning this because i really do believe the scandinavian market in football is massively underrated the danish the swedish the, the finnish like every single like country has massive pu- the norwegians i know this like in norway every village has a football pitch and it's not yeah. like here in portugal like they close the gates no it's open anyone can go there and just that culture that you're setting the youth i know in germany yeah. too they, they, they implemented that too early so yeah but that's it you're you're right brentford did a tremendous move with Ericsson. and yeah, yeah i do think they it's it's a leader it's a leader yeah. it's someone with experience and people really he's not he's not in the risk of, of anything okay he always has that tiny risk of course but mm-hmm. he, he doesn't play in the Serie A because they really have strict rules with uh with objects in inside the body of players they're like no 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 so uh, premier league allows it so we're gonna see it and it's in the best stage in football okay the biggest stage and it's the one that like edickson at tottenham that was that was different gravy people were mentioning edickson to go every edickson would play in every single team in the world when he was in his prime okay people would compare edickson with ozil okay Mm -hmm. ozil was a bad man okay for me also. <laughs> but yeah so i love it i love it i love it i love it yeah
1: so, so who are who are some other winners uh in this this transfer market mm, Uh i'm mm, i'm not gonna say winners but
0: uh okay winners inter okay and i'm gonna say inter because inter are doing something that i do see sporting do here mm-hmm. in portugal and it seems to be the best thing to do as a club it's if you're gonna buy buy inside inside your league you know what I mean I think yes inter they got Gosens, okay it's 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 a tremendous buy they're looking inside the league they are they are um um Uh, <laughs> they're um they are weakening atalanta okay sure and they are putting a tremendous left back okay with Gosens. and at the right Dumfries okay that, yeah. that is massively too Underrated the two fullbacks that balled out in the yeah. Euros or now at Inter. Gozens and Desol
1: Dumfries, man. So yeah, yeah, um,
0: I like it. I like it. I think Inter were very smart. Inter.
1: Yeah, and the the, the Gozens deal, obviously, um, he's he's still injured. Uh he's coming back. Um, but they inter is already planning out their their left wing back for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh because uh, I think uh Perisic, right, has done a phenomenal job for them mm-hmm. this year. But he is uh he's also, you know, he's like 33, 34 or something. Um and he'll probably extend, but you want competition there. Um and Gozins, uh, you know. But you said it best, like him him during the Euros, uh him for Atalanta when he's healthy, he's he's just a lot of fun to watch. Um, so that'll be great. But I think, you know, uh I was a little surprised you said Inter when you know, we we did talk quite a bit on the um, on the Twitch about Juve, Juve, um, but yeah, Dusan Vlahovic, um, that signing, them getting that over. I gotta ask you, where the heck is Juve getting this money? Um, but at the same time, you know, not even a couple hours later, they wind up selling Dayon uh, Kulusevski and uh, Rodrigo Bentancor to mm-hmm. Tottenham for like forty some million. So okay. All right, I, I see it, I guess. But uh, I, I love it because do, I, I wonder, I mean, is Vlahovic the guy? Is he going to be able to hit the ground running with the expectations on his shoulder um, that, you know, Roberto Baggio had when he, I believe, he moved from Fiorentina to Juve, right? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong about that? I think well, he did, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: But, like, you know, this is a big historic move. It's a historic move, I think, for Serbian football as well. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's going to be really, really cool to, to see. And then obviously Juventus with the sneaky deal of the transfer window. Um, okay. and that's Caria mm-hmm. for, for nothing for pennies. Um, so I think they're clearly one of the big winners, but at the same time, they ain't anywhere close to the Scudetto right now. Um, so some things have to gel for them. Uh, to go after Inter and AC Milan, who uh, I believe Milan is red right now, right? Mm-hmm. AC Milan beat Inter the other day, but anyway, uh, that Vlahovic. So, you do think Vlahovic is going to hit the ground running and he's going to continue his 30 plus goals a year in Serie A?
0: I think, I think this was the best, the best move for Dusan Vlahovic because, as a business perspective, he stays in the league that he knows, he equals mm-hmm. Ronald's numbers with a team that is not even close to Ronaldo's team. Uh, yeah. when he when he did those numbers so i have high expectations for him and uh, and i do like i loved the transfer policy of uh Zvinch because they clearly thought okay midfield Denis Zakaria, locatelli okay daibala is gonna go kuluzewski is not the guy so we need to get a creative mid they are gonna get someone i don't know who but i'm already rumoring john felix i'm just putting it out there Okay, so chiesa <laughs> Dusan Vlahovic, João Felix, Locatelli, Denis Zakaria. I don't know, but they are definitely gonna get a player to substitute Daibala because yeah, that's gonna be a huge move. That it's Man City. Man City must be eyeing up Paulo Daibala with Julian Alvarez, Guardiola. Ah, he must be going bonkers with that. But uh, but yeah, big winners, hey. big winners. Hey, don't Julia. um,
1: please, please don't uh, forget to mention Weston McKennie. <laughs> uh in in that event this future uh and uh, yes I'm mm, yes I'm biased here but he has been one of their best players true. as of late no so.
0: no cap no cap but I do think that uh that uh the juve have a huge market and I was mentioning yeah. here tottenham fast because imagine mm-hmm. uh, he, w- he would really fit with this tottenham team okay with Conte uh and I, I gotta say this I saw the the um, the post conference of uh or an interview of Conte and he said yeah. oh Three, four players leaving in a transfer window, that isn't normal, okay? In a January transfer window, that isn't normal. So no. just the fact that someone is creating these expectations at the club and you do see Harry Kane scoring, what a banger that was, okay? Yep. And after the game, he's saying Conte is changing this, my guys. Yep. <laughs> Conte yep. is already putting, putting what he wants and implementing the style of play. Like, that he's going to ball out. Emerson Royal looks totally different. Totally right. different. Not the same player. Romero's back. So, Lloris, that too, I think, is an underrated. was an underrated move. Lloris extending his contract, okay? Because the goalkeeper is crucial. And there was big doubts. And if the goalkeeper spot was going to be with Lloris too next season. And just having yeah. that settled, okay? It gives, I think Tottenham is moving up. OK, I really okay. and the fact that Tottenham is moving up so much, it puts Arsenal with a lot of pressure, man. And they should have got that striker. OK, because Tottenham with Conte, it's going up and it won't stop and it
1: won't stop. Yeah. yeah. And it, it seems uh, it seems you're right. Harry, Harry Kane is has bought in mm-hmm. to it and, and uh, he's he's looking he's looking like his former self. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, But yeah, no, I like, I like your shout of uh, Kuti Romero there because Mm -hmm. it almost feels like he hasn't really hit the ground running with Tottenham yet. You know, Mm -hmm. like he, he was sick, he was injured. Uh, the whole weird Copa America thing happened back in the day. Was it Copa America or was it just World Cup qualifiers? Mm-hmm. Um, I forget. But it, it, yeah, he that game midweek um, or earlier this week was uh, <laughs> he sh- he showed his physical self yeah. um, and his aggression, and that's the type of thing I think Tottenham fans want to see. Um, so definitely a good shot there. Uh, who else? Who else in the transfer? I mean, we could we could talk about. A us. whole lot. We gotta, um, we
0: gotta talk about. Th- I gotta, I gotta mention this, man. You know, I'm a Barca. I love the Bar, what Barca is doing, man. I gotta say this. I, I saw two news that I loved it. I loved it. It was, re- uh, it was reliable source. Uh, Gerard, okay. uh, Gerard, the, the Barcelona, the Barcelona expert on Twitter, man. He said La Porta already is putting a salary cap, okay, of 10 million in salary for any player that is coming through. In the next transfer windows, but we all know there's going to be one exception. <laughs> there's going to be one exception, and it's, yeah. that is for Erling Holland. Okay, clearly, a hundred percent. I am, I am more. Co- I'm confident. I'm more confident than ever. You know why, Breton? I why? see players like Pique publicly <laughs> stating. He stated this: if Mbappe is going to Real Madrid, okay. Like Howland can't win a Ballon d'Or in the same team as him. Yeah, he's got a phenomenal point PK, and I think if Gerard Piqué is saying this, it's because he knows Laporta has been talking, talking, talking about Howland, yeah. and I, I believe that Xhayaola is gonna make this happen. It's not even if the money's not there; Xhayaola will want it. It's the best for well, Howland. It's the best for. Well, him. I also I
1: also heard that PK it might be his last year. Yes. And, you know, if, if that's the case, then you're, you're going to need be. to sign a center back. You're going to need, need to sign a center back, too. Yes. Um, and, you know, I know the Jules Condes and the Nicolas Suleys of the world um, are out there, That, but every team is going to be going after them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's we all true. know that it's pro- Antonio Rudiger is probably headed to Real Madrid. So um, at, at what point do you, are you going to need to focus on that defense I before agree. you focus on Holland? Um, now you've got what Obama Yang. You've got <laughs> Adama Traore. I think is starting his first game today. Um, you know you've got you've got a new look. New look. Um, interesting. I'm just going to call it interesting roster. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see if they actually gel, and then you mix in all the young kids that are going to progress exponentially if uh, if handled right by Chavi. So it's. At the- I don't know, man. I mean, them breaking their thing for Erling Haaland, while I understand it, it's just mm-hmm. one of those things where, like, come on, I, thought you, uh, I just don't simple. understand the, the the financials behind it. But then again? I
0: get you. I get you. But, like, at the center back, Ronald Arouge is already there. Okay? and that, was sure. been, that would have been a massive, massive transfer that they would have to do to get a player right. like him. So, but you mentioned it. The pace that has been brought in. In this January transfer window to Barcelona, this attacking trio of Usman Dembele that managed to stay, (laughs) I don't know how. Uh, Obama Yang at the fourth, and then Adama Traore. Pace, put that long ball, and let it happen, man. That's what I gotta say. Yeah, but
1: I I know, I know that it's been talked about previously, but we all remember Obama Yang and Usmane Usmane Dembele at you know the Dortmund years. Um, and if, yeah. if I could see even a fraction of that again, that would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Um, but
0: yeah. Do you um, rec- I, I, I fully reckon that Dembele and Obama Young talked to each other and Dembele was like, you're coming. You are coming to Barca. I'm staying. Yeah. I'm staying. No, 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 no. Agent, Call- stop it. Agent, no prem. I'm staying here with <laughs> Obama Young here at Barcelona.
2: Man, this is uh, Look,
0: shit. If this is the talk, this is madness. This is yeah. madness. So, like, no wonder Barça fans are going to be fuming. No wonder. I I, I gotta mm. say that because that money, that money
1: could be used on yeah saving up for Holland. <laughs> it's needed. It's you know? needed. I I mean, I feel like you can't bring in Holland unless Dembele moves, um, or yes. or unless you somehow sell De Jong for hundred million. Fucked,
0: but that's exactly. facts, exactly. They can't bring no. Holland if Dembele is and um Man, yeah. sal- uh, he's he's got the the uh, he got a salary cut, but that guy is earning big time still. More than two hundred K a week still yeah. Man, that yeah. should be the center back next to Ronaldo. if that guy is earning that. So um Titi 2, salary cut or not, I'm still count I'm still shouting it out. It still needs okay. to go. But I had a question um about I saw a comment here uh about Nagelsmann of football yeah. football in general and he said that like football in the future one day if one day the superstar has like as like an american football has like the headphones what do you think about all that talk like improving football and putting a headset with the players talking to the coach those oh guys, those type, oh, Nagels, nagelsman's hitting it hitting on this big time
1: interesting mm-hmm. that, So basically like nfl the QB being able to talk to their, uh, their their his coach with play calling and all that interesting stuff. I, whatever, I don't know. I mean,
0: <laughs> Lewandowski's making Lewandowski.
1: bagelsman <laughs> loves Lewandowski so much he wants
0: to talk to him on a headset. <laughs> I,
1: I mean, I guess I don't know what are you, you going to call an audible. You're going to like ha, then how do you get? Does everyone have an earpiece? What, mm. Does Lewandowski run? Uh, you know, all around the pitch and tell everybody what's happening. I, I'm. <sighs> I'm confused as to how that would work, but then oh again. My
0: days. Yeah, imagine if in football everyone had an earpiece, that'd be like Counter Strike.
1: <laughs> that, that would
0: be, gone. That'd yeah.
1: be like go to the
0: left, 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 left. Everybody
1: going. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it would basically just look like uh, players talking to themselves on the national broadcasts. You'd be like, what that? What, these these kids are these guys are crazy. Um, but I don't know. Oh, I didn't right, even there. see that quote. But Na- Nagelsmann already trying to revolutionize football. I guess you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guys. Had- barely 30 and he's uh <laughs> he's already talking about uh earpieces and and whatnot but you you know something mm-hmm. everything's going that direction in terms of data and in true. terms of access and in terms of all that stuff but anyway mm-hmm. uh I, I moving was, forward what I other transfers did you want to well chat the,
0: mm, the trans in the transfers i i didn't have i don't i think we've i think we've hit the run we had we, we hit yeah. the run like me mohammed yatarin that could be a yeah. dimension Coming back to Ajax, for me, yeah. that's one of the most underrated moves that's going to be, oh, what? So...
1: Yeah. I- well, I, yeah, and I, I just hope it works out. And we did talk about a lot of the transfers um, on our Twitch. Uh, but uh, the one thing that is a future transfer that we're probably going to have to watch out for is, mm-hmm. did you see who PSG left off their Champions League squad? Mm, no. Genie Wignoldum. Mm. Genie all
0: Oh yeah, he, yeah,
1: yeah. He's not gonna be playing Champions League football. Um and 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 to me it just seems like an opportunity missed for Newcastle. Newcastle could have gone in, mm-hmm. gotten him on loan or something like that, and offered him, you know.
0: Genie uh, didn't want it. I think Genie yeah. didn't want it, man. I think we we're having an Alex Song Alex Song Barcelona <laughs> Arsenal move type moment. Like I'm in Paris. I'm enjoying yeah. it. Like this is what it looks like at least. But I know why not. But to be fair too, why has must played a couple of quality games for, yeah. for PSG. So that was a big. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. That was a bit. He was in the prime of his career, and now mm-hmm. he's now he's mm-hmm. turning into like the Julian Draxler of uh, PSG, where oh, he completely... my days. That's a good Sorry, sorry. That's just mean. That's just mean. Oh, my... I, I actually Draxler. like Julian Draxler. I just. Yeah, it, even he's, Lucas Mora. Do you remember like Lucas Mora oh, yeah,
0: going yeah. to PSG and now like he's at Tottenham? Like, but before at Sao Paulo, Lucas yeah. Mora was like a menace. People were hyping <laughs> him up next level. He was the Anthony at Ajax type beat, Lucas yeah. Mora. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I got, but something I have to mention too. And you you put him in the underrated, uh, underrated 11, it's De Gea. De Gea won the best uh, player in the Premier League award. That was a big time thing, and it was the first time that a keeper won it. De Gea, the first time for uh, a keeper won it since 2016.
1: David de Gea, oh. man,
0: big, yeah, well. big time stat, big
1: time stat. Yeah, and he's he's shown it again and again right now. In fact, he's probably one of the most consistent performers on that United team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he certainly wasn't the reason why they lost to Middlesbrough the other day, but. Anyway, um, all right, so we're moving on from transfers. Done. January is closed. I mean, I know we didn't talk about all the different transfers, but that happened on our Twitch. Um, where do you want to uh, head to next? I mean, uh, I I got to say, have you been watching Olivier Giroud lately?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> the the company... No, the comeback, yeah, the comeback against Inter. I was expecting Inter to win it, and all of a sudden, 70th minute kicks in. Giroud yeah. goes bold.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's got seven goals and eight starts this year, okay? Mm-hmm. And it, here's it, there's kind of a juxtaposition that's happening here. I, I, I watched Olivier, Olivier Giroud essentially uh, make Milan red. Uh, two goals, they win two to one. Again, he's 35 years old. He's still making an impact. And then I watched... Ramolulu Lukaku mm. play against Plymouth. Was it Plymouth? Yeah, yep. Plymouth Argyle. Okay, and he just looks disinterested. And listen, I know that they're not whatever, but keeping Giroud around would have been, in my opinion, or keeping Tammy Abraham around. Although you get forty million for Tammy, you you, you get that done. But Olivier Giroud, keeping him around another year at Chelsea, should have been done. Right? I mean, right now, Lukaku almost looks like he needs competition at Chelsea. Am I wrong? I mean, he, he looks disinterested. I mean, his game, I get it. It's against Plymouth Argyle. Nothing against Plymouth. In fact, I want one of their jerseys because you don't see jerseys that green all the time. But he just didn't – he should be bossing mm-hmm. those those center backs. I mean, but he was – I wouldn't say pocketed. Uh, he was definitely uh, kept, kept to a minimum. I mean, kept neutralized. Uh, against Plymouth and yeah you know Chelsea ended up getting it done but um, Lukaku I think is is his own worst enemy right now and I'm am I wrong about this am I off base or do you feel it
0: no you're you're right on the money man and Tuchel must be feeling like I missed out with Lukaku it's not working out okay I'm not gonna say Lukaku flop but Lukaku is definitely having challenges that he's not winning <laughs> like yeah. performing well, he's not definitely not performing well for Chelsea. Maybe something's happening outside the pitch that we don't know. But that interview too, that was suspicious, man. You yeah. know, it's it, the whole environment. At the start, Chelsea fans were putting him on a pedestal. Everything yep. was hyped up. Clips of yeah, him saying, "Oh, I'm back home." Saying, "Oh, I dreamed one day to play at Stamford Bridge." Lukaku, big hype, yeah. like Man United with Pogba beat. You know? Yeah. So. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. It's always it, it, Pogba at the uh, Pogba. No, Lukaku at the top. He yeah. falls, man. He falls. Yeah. He falls like at United. He falls. That it's
1: tough. Just- you know what? I didn't mean to take the the, the the um the the respect that we have for Olivier Giroud and tie it into a a Lukaku what if scenario. But, uh, um, but but Giroud doing that for AC Milan. I mean, anywhere Giroud goes, it just feels like he's a. Uh, He's just a guy you want, right? Yeah. He comes yeah. off the bench and he gives everything he's got. He understands his limits. He understands his strengths. Um, and you know, Lukaku, I think it's one of those things where it almost feels as if he, he, he thinks he's a whole lot better than he actually is.
2: You know, like his
1: first touch was horrendous against Plymouth. I mean, his he was getting bodied by guys he should not get bodied by. And I want to see it work out. I mean, we've seen Lukaku at his best at inter should have mm-hmm. never left. Man. You should have never left. Um, I get why you did, but then you're talking about Giroud and it feels like Giroud was like unloaded unceremoniously mm-hmm. or like, for like pennies. And, and the guy, I don't know. It's like Jecko at Inter Milan it, going there for pennies. It's, mm-hmm. Uh, Giroud going to uh, AC Milan and having an impact, mm-hmm. and uh, Lukaku not doing the same in the opposite direction. So, but, but I still um,
0: gotta say this, man Chelsea still they offload Giroud, they sell yeah. Tammy Abraham for 40 million, they sell Mark Gay, they still managed to get the money to justify the funding of like Lukaku. So, it's just sad to see, man, that they pull the trigger and it's not working. But Armand Broja. <laughs> I, I'm not hinting. I really feel it's going to happen next summer, back at Chelsea, and maybe mm-hmm. Albanian fans and Chelsea fans get hyped. He's coming. And man, Broja, he'll play at
1: Chelsea, man. And Lukaku, watch yeah. out.
0: Watch out yeah, this know. kid is a finisher. He is.
1: Sure. He is. And I, I know he left the, uh, the Southampton game the other day um, because of a clash of knees and everybody was very worried uh, about his ACL or whatever. I don't even know what's come of that, but we're hoping that he's,
2: mm-hmm. he's
1: good and, and as good as new, but yeah, he, he very clearly has a future and uh, Ralph Housen H- hasn't huddle Housen can't say his name, but the uh, Southampton boss uh, mm-hmm. knows that as well. And, and he's trying to um, he's trying to secure Broha for the future for Southampton. And uh, I think it's going to wind up getting, he's going to wind up getting priced out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Broja does definitely have a future. Um, otherwise, yeah, if Lukaku doesn't work out, mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you offload him? Where do you go? That's that's a big price. To pay for him if it doesn't work out. But anyway, um, I got to bring up something. I've been, you know, La Liga has been very interesting because that's one of the tighter, tighter races mm-hmm. at the top. And... I was looking at the La Liga table um, and also watching some of the Real Betis, uh, Real Sociedad game the other day. And uh, that was Copa del Rey. But I got to say, Manuel Pellegrini, since he has taken over at Real Betis, mm-hmm. it is it is impressive, dude. I mean, he, he just punched their ticket to the Copa del Rey semis. Mm-hmm. He's got them, I believe, in third or fourth place. And you ready for this? They... Have only offloaded, I think they've only brought in one player, maybe like one big player for like any sort of money. And I'm trying to remember who the heck it was. It was like uh, uh, German Petzella or something, a center back uh, for like 3 million euros. They brought in Bellerin on loan. They brought in William Jose on loan. They brought in Juan Miranda on loan. I don't even think he played. And he brought in 55 plus million euros selling Los Celso, Antonio Cenabria uh Emerson Royale right to Barcelona which was kind of predestined um Mm -hmm. but it's for all intents and purposes it's kind of a cut rate squad and he finished sixth last year with European um competition and he's currently in line to finish in the top four and he's in the Copa del Rey semifinals with with Wanmi with 16 goals this year 12 goals in La Liga with Borja Iglesias with Nabil Fakir, uh, who used to play for Lyon, yes. we probably remember him. So these are not players that you look at and say, this is cream of the crop, like La Liga's best. But he is punching, I, I just got to say it, he is punching well above his weight mm-hmm. um, at Betis. And it's it's kind of fun to see, you know? I mean, the, the old guy maybe does have some new tricks. Uh, but cool. Uh, underrated we'll player,
0: man. You mentioned it. Liverpool fans know. You were so close to getting Nabil Fakir. From Leon, mm-hmm. okay. But yeah, he that was an interesting move. I remember at the time talking to you. I was like, is it the injury? What happened? Yeah. How does he go to Betis? But Bellerin, he winded up, how does he go to Betis too? But he, yeah. they seem to know, and it's going really well. And th- you're mentioning Atletic Bilbao. They managed yes. to eliminate uh, Real Madrid. That was a big, big, big moment too. Bilbao is an underrated team in the world of football, man. And I love yep. the Basque policy, keeping keeping the players it's so interesting how they still manage to have such a good competitive team world class in this it really is is. so yeah.
1: yeah 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 but i i also got to bring up that their their um vanquishing of real madrid in the copa del rey uh that that avenged their supercopa final loss to them but they have also beaten barcelona and they've also beaten uh, – well, they beat Barcelona in Copa del Rey, and then they beat Real Madrid. And they also beat Atletico Madrid mm. in the Supercopa. So these guys, again, another team, another La Liga team, punching well above their weight. I think it's Marcelino who coaches mm. them. Um, but, yeah, that policy, come on. There's no better story probably in La Liga right now. No more heartwarming mm. story than Mika Williams and Anaki Williams, Definitely. right? Um, and and how underrated, in my opinion, is Iker Munyan? I don't know how to yes, pronounce his Iker name. Iker Oh my! Days.
0: Yes.
1: That guy's a baller, and yes. has yes. been for years. Has been for years. Oh, so. the Europa
0: League fixtures against Man United. That guy yeah. was a man. Ferguson was quaking. I think it yeah. was at the time, right? Like that was amazing. <laughs> I was thinking he was twenty-one, and that it was Inaki. Inaki was there, but Munyain was like the what was the guy? And Bernat, was it Bernat? Yeah yeah, yeah, in yeah the midfield?
2: Oh man yeah. The,
0: team. the Marcus Ah oh, you're gonna be the flashbacks Aduri
1: yeah. oh. <laughs> oh, Place man. I want to get to be, man too. I've never been I've never been to the Basque region in Spain and I gotta get there. Oh, I would really, really man. love to go. And I guess I now want to see a Bill game because <laughs> man, uh I, I don't know. They're they're a lot of fun. And this is all in twenty twenty two. They've beaten yes. Real Madrid, Barcelona and Atletico Madrid all in 2022 so far they still got some work to do in La Liga cuz mm-hmm. 2021 start was not so great but uh mm-hmm. it, it is it has been fun to watch i don't get a chance to watch a whole lot of spanish football because mm-hmm. you know it's not necessarily like prevalent over here but it is gaining uh thanks to espn plus and like we just being able to watch that uh I love it. Turn me on. Turn me on. Real Betis and to Athletic Bilbao. And you know what I love about Manuel Pellegrini at Betis, though. I know we're jumping back and forth. Is that he still doesn't give time (laughs) to Diego Lainez? That's that's terrible to say. But as a U.S. men's national team um, uh, fan, (laughs) Diego Lainez just just for some reason always gives us starts and fits when when we play Mexico. and for some reason, he just can't get a lot of playing time under Pellegrini. And, right. and you know, if I was a nice, respectable human being, I would wish differently for Lainez, but I'm okay. Stunt the kid's growth.
0: Well, <laughs> well, because of the the, the moment. <laughs> but uh, I, I uh, yeah, it's uh, Lainez, man. Put him at Braga. He would play. He'd play, or maybe in the top. Oh. Yeah, he'd play. He'd play. Jan that's a great... Yeah, Jens yeah, Gott is coming up too. He's coming off the bench too. So, yeah, Galeno's yeah. gone to Porto. So, yeah, Braga. Watch out. Yeah. But uh, you're mentioning underrated teams in, in La Liga. And I have to say this. I have to... I'm, I don't like this guy a lot too much. I'm already having smoke with Lopetegui. Because Lopetegui, when he was here in Portugal, like, the, he uh-huh. was a bit non-conventional with Porto, uh-huh. with some of his decisions. Uh, but, um, yeah, he sticks with his guns. He believes in Oliver. I believe uh, in Oliver Torres. The kids a baller too. But uh, Sevilla... Yeah, he's, it's working out tremendously well. Lopetegui was always an excellent defensive coach, okay? His teams don't suffer a lot of goals. But, but I'm going to get to my point. Sevilla are going to be a good team, no doubt. A top three, top four, maybe. Top three, maybe. Top four, definitely, in La Liga. And they maybe they'll win Europa League 2 because um, it's the final is in their stadium. Okay, so Sevilla yeah. are going to be hitting hard to win Europa League, as they always do. Not with Unai now not with Lopetegui. But I got to say, they will never get the clinch with Lopetegui. Because no. when it's to get to that stage, that winning stage, that is prevalent mm-hmm. in the rebuild start, get True, Good, good, good decision. But to get yeah. the win, no. it's good. So, good. I just wanted to say that, man. I just want because they're getting yeah. to that stage. Conde's going,
1: the cards going to leave total, yeah.
0: you know. So yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you know, I I think it's almost a, a miniature coup that Lopetegui was able to hold on to both Kunde and uh mm-hmm. and Diego Carlos uh in January because obviously both are coveted, but yeah. I I don't know how you you hold on to them through the summer. Mm-hmm. Um and there there's likely going to be a revamp at Sevilla, but uh Man, yeah, that's that's a good shot. I mean, Sevilla Sevilla is going for it. Mm-hmm. They are they are going to give Real Madrid all that they can. Um and yeah, you don't think it's going to get done is what it sounds like.
0: Uh I no. <laughs> I think Real Madrid are going to secure. It. I I really do think cuz the, the the teams a different level, you know? I I, I really believe. Uh, but but yeah. I have a big if that we don't know what's going to happen in, against PSG on the 15th. I know we're no. going to be live on Twitch, but the rest, I yeah. don't know. So, <laughs> but let's see. Let's see. But um, yeah, you want to mention Wonder Kids now? Go, go bowl yeah, with the Wonder we Kids? Can,
1: we can move on to Wonder Kids. You want to start with the negative of the Wonder Kids? No, mm. I mean, uh, I, I, got, I just got to bring it up, right? Um, the, mm. It was heartwarming to see uh, yeah. the, the the United players run right over to Anthony Alanga after that. that. It was not Anthony Alanga's fault that that game was lost because mm. let's be honest, Manchester United you were yeah. playing a championship team you were playing Middlesbrough oh, you couldn't on. create enough chances you couldn't get it done you sh- should have gotten it done before a penalty kick shootout and Anthony <laughs> Alanga, what like the eighth person taking a shot um so Anthony Alonga has been nothing but one of the best one of the, one of the most focused mm-hmm. and and electric players for United when he's come on right. uh, and he's still got a long way to go so it was nice to see you know Ronaldo go over and put his put his arm around him. Um, You know, a lot of the guys just rushed to him, but what was not nice to see was the fact that he was obviously abused online afterwards. So that's just complete and utter BS that just needs to get out of this fandom. These people that are obsessed with their clubs, that they feel the need to abuse the players of their club. It it just, it makes me, makes my blood boil that, that we're, we're in 2022 And we even need to deal with this crap. Uh, Again, fandom does not mean, you know, utter fanaticism, Mm -hmm. even though fan is part of fanaticism. It does not mean just blindly, whatever, chasing the badge and destroying anyone that did anything negative in a, uh, in a shirt. I I just, it pisses pisses me off. But anyway, kudos to Anthony Alanga. You're going to bounce back. You're going to, you're going to, I'm sure be a, a good player. Uh, moving forward. And I I hope everybody is reminding him of that. I
0: think the I I think you're totally right. Like no abuse should be suffered, especially if you're just playing football, man. What harm are you causing to to the world? You know what I mean? So it's ridiculous that that's the case. You're only causing happiness to those fans. (laughs) So, but yeah, I agree with you. Elonga has an elite work rate. The kid is going to work out. Maybe if it's not a Man United, he'll work out someone with someone else, but Swedish fans be hyped because what a player you have for the future Anthony Mm -hmm. Elanga but Ronaldo coming forward giving those that's I think that happens to Elanga too because the demands are different now at Man United the moment you have players like Bruno Fernandes with the the stats that he had last season Christian Ronaldo coming in okay Mm -hmm. then it was a decision not to go to City come to Man United the demands are totally different so yeah, but I want to go on a positive with the United game. Well, two things. The Middlesbrough yes. goal didn't exist, okay? That was clearly a handball. And that was, for me, it's crazy that that goal was validated, okay? It happened. And it was it, Look, it happened, uh, but it was very suspicious, okay, that the VAR just let it go. I don't know what happened there. But Middlesbrough, yeah. the guy touched the hand. And the other thing is Sancho. Sancho scored his first goal in Old Trafford. Uh, and let's see if it's the start of a special chapter, okay? So, yeah. it's – Ralph Ragnar must have loved it. It's good for Sancho, too, to get on the goal tally. And, yeah, it's, it's the start of something special, but they should have secured that. Yeah! But,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's been – and I, I, I said I was going to get positive after that negative uh, with Alanga. But it's been, what, like, £550 million spent? almost almost five years and and united is still looking for a trophy um so you know i i do think that you, you're only going up from here um yeah. and I, I do think that yeah the things are in place but you know some of these games you just feel like yeah okay we can get angry about the handball right yeah. if you're a fan but at the same time you're not creating as many chances as you should be creating against the Middlesbrough. Yep. it's just that simple you 100%. know and nothing against nothing against burrow um but but ultimately like you should be pinging the crossbar 15 times a game maybe not but um i, I just it, it's gonna be a while it's gonna be a process and uh i got unfortunately
0: point, though. i got a point that we can we can connect you with the man united because I think the big difference of Man United when Ronaldo comes in and when Ronaldo comes back in, is that yeah. United, when he came first into Man United, Man United was a team of winners, was a team mm-hmm. with a culture of we're going to each game to win it. It's not just to yeah. go, it's to win it and to be vocal that we are the best in the league. Now, that pressure, that demand is non-existent. Okay, Players like Ibra say, are saying that they have a small club mentality. Okay, yes. and if Ibra's saying that, he's been around a lot of clubs in the world. Okay, we all know <laughs> Ibra likes the Juve, Inter, you know, he go, Milan, PSG. He goes around Barcelona. He's got experience. Yep. And he's saying United is a small club right now mentality. So mm. I'm going to say this now. There is a club that is not the small club mentality in the Premier League. And it's Liverpool because this culture, okay, that, that Ronaldo went to, uh, to Man United with, I see mm-hmm. players like Harvey Elliott that yeah. are surrounded themselves with winners. I'm going to say yeah. this Harvey Elliott might be the f- a future starter for England because of this mentality and this. He's always been winning, winning a Champions League. He's surrounded himself with winners. And that's yeah. the point I want to get. Liverpool youngsters are going to improve much more than others because they're with winners. Yeah.
1: Well, Hey, kudos to, to Harvey too. I don't know if everyone, uh, if, if people miss this at Mm. all, but, uh, he was injured back in September. It was serious. Uh, five months out with injury, rehabbing, getting back there. We all know how that, how tough that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he not only got his first minutes in this FA Cup game, he also scored a very, very nice goal. So kudos to Harvey, and hopefully he can – he's picking up right where he left off. I mean, I know within, what, three games at the beginning of the season, he had, like, one Jurgen Klopp mm-hmm. over. Uh, and then that, that terrible injury. So uh, I think he's going to continue to hit the ground running. And, you know, Luis Diaz didn't look so bad himself. Um, <laughs> yes. But Harvey and, Elliott know. was
0: a magician the whole game. The goal. He was... He was. Oh, I know Klopp. I know Klopp it must be thinking. Five months yeah. out and he looks even better, Harvey Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least yeah. in that game. So let's see. But yes, you're saying yeah. it. Luis Diaz. And I'm going to say it again. I fully expect... Sadio Mane to be out of the eleven at the end of this season. Luis yeah. Diaz is coming to get it to get that spot, okay? And I think it's going to be clear. I really, I really believe in it, Breton. I really believe in it. It's going to work. Yeah,
1: out. I, I just think I think Liverpool fans probably have to get used to the fact that whether it's the starting eleven near the end of the year, mm-hmm. um, or or somebody thinking well beyond it, it sounds like Luis Diaz might be in there solely to replace. Yeah. The long-term exit of whether it's Mo Salah because they mm-hmm. can't come to a deal, or uh, Sadio Mane. Um, yes. uh, yeah. One of them likely will not be here uh, next year, so you can look at that as a positive, you can look at that as a negative, uh, but ultimately the fact that they thought well ahead enough uh, to bring in a guy like Diaz um, and incentivize it properly to hit the ground running... Yeah. Um, yeah, that would no, be fun. Sala, what
0: Sala we can do the case, man. Please. <laughs> no
1: man. Be tough. I, I don't know how you don't give Salah the money he yeah. wants to lock him up. I don't know how much, I don't know the finances, but I do know. Um it's I do know supposedly. you know Sala deserves whatever the hell he's gonna get. So give it to him. Uh <laughs> but anyway, we're not talking about Wonder Kids anymore. So I'm gonna pop over, man. Uh I saw Marcus Leonardo score two goals um for Santos. Uh, versus mm. Corinthians in the Paulista, and uh, okay, that that in and of itself is not that crazy, but I really do feel like Marcus Leonardo, um, is is primed and and his compatriot, uh, Angelo and Gabriel, Gabriel. Uh, yeah, I do think they're primed to do really well, but then I started going down the rabbit hole of like Brazilian mm. attackers, like <laughs> under the age of 12, because we're all looking at Vinicius right now, right? We're all looking at him and his ripe age of what 21 22 mm-hmm. and below him are guys that could develop into just as scary of talents uh whether it's leonardo whether it's um angelo gabriel whether it's martinelli yuri alberto who just moved over to um yes, Bennett, mm-hmm. whether it's jao pedro at at watford who has shown some things mm-hmm. or even younger guys like savio and giovanni um I, they're just i I started going down that rabbit hole and I'm like this just happens every, like, it, it's just amazing. It's just this self-replenishing bevy of talent mm-hmm. that, that Brazil can create. And I look at the same thing on, like, the Argentine side, mm-hmm. and you expect to see more attackers, more, you know, just solid, whether it's wingers or, or strikers, and really, luck. there's not as much there. Yep. There's really not as much there. Now, it could be the hype machine, but I'm just so impressed at, like, Yeah, Leonardo, uh, there's just so many. And I I feel like we could almost dedicate a whole live to talking about the young Brazilian attackers that are coming through right now. So, um, yeah, Marcus Leonardo is already off the mark. I know it's not, you know, the actual... Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you say it, brasileirão? How do you say that?
0: Brasileirão, yeah, O Brasileirão. Bra- can say but, Portuguese? Brasileirão, yeah. oh, Brasileirão. Yeah, <laughs> go, I gotta bold, try. It. They go bold, yeah. man. The Brazilians they go bold with the accent. But you're mentioning to Rodrigo. I gotta say, Rodrigo scored his first goal yeah. for Brazil national team. And yeah, yeah I I do I, I agree with you, Breton. The the Brazil Brazil always have like mad talents, and it's like Brazil C team legit competes in the euros <laughs> yeah. yo so it's yeah. it's it's always a madness for brazil man and yeah i gotta say to Hendrik, man the hype 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 machine with Hendrik yeah. at palmeiras they won the copinha okay with they hendrick did. and 15 years old 2006 yeah. born yeah. okay and oh, i'm gonna then. say this i see vini jr <laughs> already sending uh shirts to him and i'm gonna say it and i i i, I I think it's right what's going to come out of this. And it's Papa Perez is going to secure the deal with Hendrik, man. The (laughs) trauma, the trauma of the Neymar deal is there. It's still there. And yeah, I fully believe that Hendrik is going to go to Real Madrid. And look, it might be Vinicius Junior or it might be (laughs) René Jesus that right now is forgotten. That I hope he comes back okay in form. So let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, I just, this Hendrik thing. Let's all flow our roll. Um, there's no doubt that he is promising. As all, all get out. But uh, man, he's two th- when you said 2006, yep. born in 2006. Goodness. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I just think, I, I think, yeah. He'll uh, let's let him live his life for a little while. But yeah, I, I think Real Madrid's gonna land him for 30 million. You know, in the next half a year or something. So that's just big... wait for that to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's. that's you mentioned, too,
0: like, uh, the Brazil. I got to say, too, like, uh, Mohamed Kudush is going to back mm-hmm. go- play back now at Ajax. He's back. So, it's going to be yeah. hyped up. He's it's a go- it's really good player, Mohamed Kudush. We didn't see him in the AFCON. That would have been good. But he's back at been. Ajax. So, he- that's good. But going at, going leading up to what I want is Anthony. Okay. I fully – I see the news. And, you know, when you see a transfer rumor, you just feel like it's the right one. I feel like Mm -hmm. this, that's the right one. And it's Mbappe, we all know he's going to Real Madrid. And you said too, Rudiger is going to Real Madrid too. Guys, locked in. But Anthony might be the replacement going to PSG. I see rumors of 60 million for Anthony. And look, I'm gonna say PSG are keeping it safe, but it's a good, good deal. Okay, it's not Mbappe levels, but you're getting a pretty good winger, okay? And yeah, reminds me of Lucas
1: Moura deal. (laughs) yeah so, yeah well yeah. no anthony to psg wow that would be that'd be fun and if if i were Ajax, i would take that money mm-hmm. i would, I would t- if, if you're talking 60 million then that
2: mm-hmm.
1: hmm. um and plus with the talent you got well they just offloaded Neres. so mm-hmm. what was that That was like 18 so you get 80 for two uh two brazilian wingers um pretty good and i'm sure you've got others that are already um in your young Ajax, your young Ajax squad. Yes. Uh, but man, I don't know. Uh, it was just amazing to me. And I know we're jumping around. It was just amazing to me how just mm-hmm. unimpressive Ghana was in terms of showing up for the AFCON. And mm-hmm. yeah, it would have been nice to see in Kudus. It would have been nice to have seen more Kamaldine mm-hmm. Um but doesn't change the fact that they do have a very, very bright future. Um, Suleimana at Renee. Uh, and, and Kudush at, uh, at Ajax, but, uh, man, fun, but you know who else has been fun? Mm. Um, and I know I wore a Rangers Jersey, the last podcast, Uh, just boil, boil some blood out there. Um, but Lyle Labato is a very, very interesting, interesting talent. And I know you were live, you were live for the old firm when, uh, Yes. What was it? It was Rayo Hatate, one, one of the new guys from Japan, mm-hmm. and Laya uh, Labada just par- tearing them apart. Well, he's doing it again today. Laya <laughs> Labada uh, earlier this morning on Sunday, I believe he already has a goal and two assists, um, and he's already looking well beyond the SPFL. Like, he shouldn't mm-hmm. be in the Scottish Premiership. He should be elsewhere, um, but he's only 20, Israeli winger, um, and uh, yeah, he has really hit that ground running. One of um, the most
0: underrated wingers in the world of football right now. Okay? okay. He's 20 okay. He's twenty years old. And when I yeah. saw that old firm derby, people were commenting, watch Abada, watch Abada. I'll be honest. Yeah. I knew the name. I didn't know yeah. the skill. That guy yeah. is really good, man. Iliel Abada is a baller, yeah. okay? He had a goal yeah. and an assist that game. And then I see Rio Atate, which I was hyped up with Jota. But this guy scored two goals and had an assist. And he got me hyped up for Japan's future. So it was really yeah. nice to see. And it seems like Celtic, uh, uh, before the summer, they were like shambolic looking. Now you have yeah. Lilabada bowling, Riwatate there, Jota bowling, and uh, there's another winger too, Japanese winger sure. bowling Uh Do you see? So they, yeah. they got all the solutions done. And yeah. Celtic
1: fans must be hyped up, man. They 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 got Matt O'Reilly was a great signing from, uh, the lower, the lower leagues in England. Mm -hmm. Uh, he he just slotted right in and in his first three, four games, I think he's already won the whole Celtic fan base over. (laughs) And then I got a shout out. I got a shout out Cameron Carter Vickers, Mm. um, who has been bounced around, you know, he was Mr. Loaned out of Tottenham every year to like 50 different teams. Mm -hmm. Um, and Cameron Carter Vickers has found himself a home at Celtic park. Uh and I'm excited to see it because I think he's he's only twenty-two or twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Um we need center back depth depth, uh US men's national team. Yes. Um and and you know him good. playing for that rabid fan base, him playing trying to win back uh what Celtic had every year, which was the Scottish Premiership title. Mm-hmm. Um they they have a chip on their shoulder again for for the first time in a, in not a long time, but for the first time in a little while mm-hmm. since Stevie Gerrard made Rangers relevant again, so um, I agree. With I'm you. excited to see that the Celtic team they just took over that table uh, with with the old firm win, and uh, it'll be interesting. But win. yeah, so many. Yeah, I think I think I mean the momentum Something's definitely it. it right now. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm
0: I'm um, I'm, I'm, I'm more leaning there. Like I was disappointed. I'm at dialogue. Okay, he just arrived. Yep. Yanis wasn't there. That is true, too. But I was yeah. a bit disappointed with, with Rangers in that game, I'll be honest with you. The style of play. I was thinking to myself, Braga would ball out against this Rangers team, and they would win. And even Gibranich that beat Braga would beat this Celt- uh, this uh, Rangers team. Celtic, no, they're playing well.
1: But, All right, uh, well, why don't we use our uh, our very little influence and uh, schedule a Portugal versus Scotland uh, <laughs> tournament? Uh, no, I I I uh, think Scottish football is mm-hmm. is um, is always interesting, always interesting to watch. But what what is cool in this transfer window? There were a lot of players. Um, going on loan or younger players uh, heading to different teams. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Americans that have actually just jumped into the premiership, like Joe Efford and, and some others, um, I'm going to be watching it more because of that, uh, even if the the football is not necessarily up to snuff. What you can't take away from Scottish football, though, mm. is the passion. The yeah. passion is like pretty unrivaled there and pretty impressive because, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'd love to know more. But, um, finishing the
0: Wonder Kids news on my end, man. I have to say this, man. The Fabio Carvalho deal falling through for Liverpool. I don't know if he's going to play for Liverpool because he scored against Man City, okay? And he's got Mm -hmm. right now eight goals and four assists in all competitions, okay? Mm -hmm. And I fully believe that Fabio Carvalho is going to play and is going to be. A really good player in world of football, man. Because Fabio Carvalho's got the touch. He's got elite movement. And he left Benfica, and he stayed at Fulham all that time. Stayed yeah. up. It's like people yeah. forgot about him here in Portugal. And now everybody's like, oh, wow. So I think the only cars that Liverpool have is like Harvey Elliott. who is very good friends yeah. with Fabio Carvalho. But if you ask me, would it be better for Fabio Carvalho to go to Dortmund, that they have the interest, or Liverpool?
1: Well, Dorman. I
0: don't know. You know what I mean? So I think uh, this is what Klopp had to say after he's blamed about it. After Fabricio says, Here we go. Fabio Carvalho right. to Liverpool. Like it says, everybody knows about it. And Klopp said, we, we are obviously still interested. It will be crazy if not. That says right. it all about Fabio Carvalho, man. Kid yeah.
1: is a baller. What a. The, the, the kid is a baller. And. Uh... Yeah, Fulham is uh Fulham has created and and developed and nurtured a good one there. Um and it, it'll be nice to see. I mean Fulham has had in the past some great great academy stars come out of there. I mean Harvey Elliott at one point was there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so uh, it I hell I would love for Fulham once again to be a Premier League team that stays in the Premier League, not one of these serial you know, league hoppers, uh, promotion, relegation, promotion, relegation. Mm-hmm. Um, But Fabio Carvalho uh, has a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. And I think I think you're going to wind up seeing them get that over the finish line in the summer. And I think Carvalho only really is going to want to go um, mm-hmm. to Liverpool. But what do I know? Um, all I know right now is that Dortmund is getting absolutely spanked by Leverkusen, <laughs> thanks to Flor- Florian Wirtz. So, I don't know. Maybe that keeps him away. They're losing 4-1. to 4-1, to one, dude. Um, you're and- mentioning it. Lona is up 3-1 on Atletico. Ooh, 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 ooh. I love it. Who scored the Barca one? <laughs> you're you're going to love this. Ah! Ronaldo Rajo. Yes! Uh, we've him. got Jordi Alba scored the first. Gavi scored the second. Hey. assisted. I know other than Adama, the tank Traore, and then, uh, has got, uh, the 43rd minute goal. Um, Jeez. so we're looking at a three, one lead at halftime. That's, um, that's bold, man. Whoop. But, uh,
0: do you want to lead up to the last topic with uh, the best under 23?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing I do have to say is, um, I am really, really excited with, there has been, we were talking about Brazilian talents. We were talking about Argentinian talents and mm-hmm. maybe the lack thereof, but, uh, you got to take a look and and start combing around in Major League Soccer. Uh, the the season starts at the end of this month, February twenty sixth. Starting earlier because of the World Cup, uh, they are picking up some of the next big stars. Um, it's becoming a stepping stone league, and I know we're looking at you know for the Savios and the Yuri Alberto's and the João Pedros and all these Brazilians. But over in MLS, you will find a lot of Uruguayan talent, a lot of Venezuelan, a lot of Ecuadorian. Um, So Facundo Torres landed from Penarol to Orlando City, and Penarol has Valverde, Diego Rossi, uh, Brian Rodriguez, um, Nahiten, I don't know if I say his name, Nandez. Then you've got Alan Velasco, who is one of the top-rated midfielders Uh, in in Argentina recently, heading to FC Dallas. They used a bunch of that Ricardo Pepe money. Sebastian Ferreira, one of the top Paraguayan uh, attackers, uh, heading to Houston for $4 million. David Ayala, a D-mid um, from Argentina, heading to the Portland Timbers. Um, you've got just a bunch of young South American prospects. If you want to stay up on those guys looking to take that next step um, and who will likely wind up then in Europe in the near future, watch MLS this season because this is what the league has, in my opinion, intelligently positioned themselves as. The Stepping Stone League is not a bad place to be. For the, the time being and Facundo Torres if you haven't seen him he's a very very solid talent already part of the Uruguayan national team Velasco and Ayala are two I'm also incredibly incredibly excited about so mm-hmm. um write them down and watch him in MLS this season and I don't think you'll be disappointed
0: there you go there you go even I was shocked when Magno went uh, to the MLS yeah. I was like wow Talismano—he
1: <laughs> yeah, so... here's a big reason why they uh they won MLS cup so we'll see that, wow. but uh yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it, can, it can go really well so people tell me who's gonna be the best players in the MLS next season man I'm hyped yeah. up okay? like you you mentioned Alan Velasquez. I didn't even know that he went through yes. oh my days that is that was a bold transfer but yeah the Peppy money for sure the, but uh, leading up, <laughs> yeah. but leading up here to our last topic man we got to we we gotta say it best under 23 11 okay and yeah. it's right now this season uh, i know i know we're gonna have some players here that i might be biased of the form not th- th- this season so you want to start
1: wait you biased there's no way Man,
0: well, I, I, well it's not biased it's just i i can't not like for i can't forget how good they were so sure. I, I have to mention okay. them even with the low games this season i gotta say yeah. those okay like, all right well, uh, the start. then
1: then you know me i i i will be the one that sticks solely to form exactly. uh as it stands right now so yeah good then we'll have some differences i think but what we're doing right now is we're doing the u23 uh best 11 mm-hmm. of the season so far mm-hmm. um and i, I think we got to start a goalkeeper um who is your goalkeeper Gigi donnarumma okay and I- i'm just gonna say
0: i know it was last season too but like the euros all that yeah. top form uh, leading up to psg goes to psg yeah. I still yeah. believe fully in Champions League football, that he has mm-hmm. performed well in Champions League games. He's going to be there. And Real Madrid will be facing Gigi Donnarumma at PSG. So for me, he's my guy, Donnarumma. Yeah,
1: yeah. and you obviously can't deny the talent there. But uh, but for me, I, I'm going to go, based on form this season, uh, and maybe this is part of the mea culpa. This is mm-hmm. part of like me apologizing for you and I. Uh, ever doubting this transfer. Mm. Uh, but uh, my goalkeeper is Aaron Ramsdale. Um, and I think that the 10 clean sheets in the Premier League kind of speak for themselves. I think the wearing your heart on your sleeve speaks for uh, itself and, and the promise of mm-hmm. maybe one day becoming the you know, the top goalkeeper for England uh, heading into the World's Cup. I don't know. I don't know if it's too soon. Um, but there's no doubt Ramsdale uh, has earned his keep, earned his fandom, earned his excitement. Um, at the Gunners. So, yeah, goalkeeper so far, Aaron Ramsdale for me.
0: Yeah, you have mentioned it. Uh, we, I, we we were hard on Ramsdale because of the fee, but he's proven us wrong, man. You're right. Yep. You're right. Yep. So, defense. Now, I'm going to say, at the left, Noon Minch. Okay, I still oh. believe. It, because Fonzie Davies injured, man. So you know what I mean? So,
2: it's it's yep. clear
0: Noon Minch. And the, the player that I was doubting, I would have put Cucurella too. I think he's yeah, a yeah. really good four. But I go Noon yep. Minch still. Then, at the, at the two center backs, I go simple. Best under 23 center backs, in my opinion, right now in form. Ronald de okay, okay, and Jules Conde. Okay. And then, at the right, Trent. So, my defense right now has Donnarumma, Nunez, Ronald de Rouge, Conde, and at the right, Trent.
1: There yeah.
0: you
1: go. Yeah. So All right. Okay. Well, we have a difference in opinion on the left back. Mm. Uh which which is going to be probably the the way for the near future, but I still have I still have Fonzie Davies uh, because even though he has been sidelined with these heart things, and we hope he he hope he's back soon. Um, he's still he was he was almost back to his previous form, right? I mean he already he had already racked up six assists. He was looking good in the Champions League. Um, he was just part of the Bayern machine all over again, um, but. If not Alfonso Davies, I would have put, and this is kind of a weird one, although I love Cucarella and I love I think he's incredibly and massively underrated. Um, I really think David Rahm for Hoffenheim uh it deserves a shout, you know? Two goals, six assists, twenty three years old. He's worked his way into the German national team conversation. Um, I mean, that's pretty damn good. And if you're not gonna go with Rom, Sergio Gomez deserves a shout at yes. Anderlecht. Yes. You know, thirteen assists, six goals. Um, you know, he's not—he wasn't born a left back, right? He's yes. kind of worked into that role. Um, so I got a lot of backups there, a lot of caveats. But I, I in the end, I, I still have to go with Davies, and I hope he, hes back, um, back soon. Our center backs are almost the same. I wrestled with Rinaldo Rajo because I'm—I actually do think it should be Jules Condé and Rajo. Raho. Um, but I, I still went with Yuri and Timber. Just because how effortless he's made being his age uh, and how good he has looked. And I understand there is a difference in quality between La Liga and what Barcelona is going through mm-hmm. and in the year Divisie. But, you know, he's been phenomenal in the Champions League as well for Ajax. So I, I put, because I had a feeling you were going to put Araujo, I put Urian <laughs> Timber just because he certainly deserves a shout. Um, and the fact that he deserves a shout beyond the Sven Botmans and the William Saliba, That's who has fun. been. Bastoni. Solid, yeah, and Bastoni. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yep. Um, just shows me, you know, the pro- promise that we think he's gonna pro- pro- provide and grow into, but at some point, he's gonna need to take that next step from Ajax to another club, and I just wonder when that's gonna be. Um, and then my right back is Trent Alexander Arnold, and I don't even want to get into this conversation because. Yeah, if you go down the rabbit hole of, he can't defend, he can't do this. (laughs) That's, Uh, that's, that's I mean, come on. That's cap, that's cap. Uh, It is, it is cap, but Hakimi has been pretty damn good as of late. But I think in terms of consistency, Alexander Arnold, I mean, he's at the top of so many different statistical categories in the top five. Those stats don't mean everything, but the kid is otherworldly in terms of creating chances, in terms of progressing the ball, in Mm -hmm. terms of... Uh, the, he's a beating heart of that Liverpool attack. And he's only 23, you know, and he's doing that. Uh, so I, I, I still got to put him. So yeah, my defense is Davies, uh, Kounde, Urian Timber, and Trent Alexander-Arnold.
0: It's you. You mentioned it. It's, it's 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 stats, but it's stats and moments. Who
1: has better moments
0: than Trent at right back in the world? No one, yeah. and I'll tell you, yeah. maybe in the ten years it'll be difficult to find right back with these moments, especially at the age of 23. But yeah, Reese sure. James is injured. I say, yeah. I say I say that that makes it much easier because yep. Reese James Prime, Hakimi Prime. I'm having I'm having doubts with those two because Reese James has no flaws. Literally, he can score, he can defend, he can cross. It. I like I really have doubts between those two. But Trent, yeah, yep. I, magnifique, ma but yes, the, the center backs bastoni. I totally I love it. So midfielders. Okay. Yes. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, I I love this my midfield personally. Before I say it, I'm just gonna say for me, underrated, they should be spoken much more than they are. And yeah. they will be. They will be. Let's be positive. So I'm gonna start first mention Choamani. Okay, Choameni okay. at Monaco right now is no doubt, in my mind, a top 10 central midfielder in the world in form. The captain, the leader of Monaco, and France plays in a double pivot with Bogba and Chouameni. Okay? <laughs> this guy is a baller. And he's under 23, 80 million. It's justifiable for Real Madrid to go out and pay. Every year that passes by, is 20 more million for Truameni <laughs> at Monaco. That's how I see
1: things. So, get uh, him fast. There's inflation around the world, so I'd expect <laughs> even more than 20
0: million. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Then the other center midfielder, I'm going to go with a player that he tackles, he defends, he does it all. He's the fuel of that team, just like Chuamani at Monaco. It's Declan Rice of West Ham, okay? that He's built different. Different gravy, man. There's a reason why Man United are quaking their boots when they play against West Ham. At the midfield, Scott McTominay and Fred against Declan Rice, you're going to get bullied. And they did. So I fully believe that West Ham, it's very difficult for you to keep Declan Rice. And he is the future of England. This is a player that is no doubt Jude Bellingham, you're you're trying to go and play next to Declan Rice in that midfield, yeah. okay? So uh, he's the future of of England. And then at the camp, right now this season, I gotta say it. You love him, I love him. It's Florian Wirtz, man. Wirtz yeah. is built different in stats, yeah. in moments, just like I said with Trent. And the yep. future of the Darmianschaft is with Florian Wirtz. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, let's see it. Let's see it happening. So my midfield guys, just to recap. Shua Manny, um, Declan Rice,
1: and Florian Wirtz at the camp. This is an
0: underrated midfield. Bold. Yeah, those
1: are – I think – I you told me I was going to be surprised. But uh, I, I think we have more aligned than you than you know. Um, Florian Wirtz actually – he uh, leads with uh, no other than Thomas Mueller. He leads uh, all top five leagues in goal goal-creating actions. Um, so I know that feels obscure, but that basically tells you he is, he is the fulcrum. Um, and the kid's 18 years old, may have just turned 19, but he's 18 years old. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you here. I've got at D mid, I've got Declan Rice. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't go with Shuamani just because Declan Rice has West Ham punching above their weight. Um, he's -hmm. the lifeblood of that. You can English tax me all you want. You can talk about all that stuff. (laughs) I do feel Declan Rice is actually pretty underrated. Yeah. Uh, and it is kind of funny that you and I have turned a corner on this and, and been talking about this more because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sure, Maney is a baller, but Declan Rice, for me, wins that over. And then I had to put another kind of lifeblood mm. type of situation, um, just a phenomenal player having a great year for an underperforming side, and that's Jude Bellingham at Dortmund. Okay, uh, He's higher than Trent, believe it or not, in, in uh, goal-creating actions. He's direct. He's tenacious. I think he's growing exponentially. Um, and he's a whole lot of fun to watch. So while there are better center mids out there right now, mm-hmm. uh, Bellingham gets my choice. And then at, at cam, I've got Florian Veerts, man. Um, but I got to shout a couple others. Mm-hmm. Please do. Right? Please do. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause we, we didn't mention Pedri. He's yes. just getting back. We didn't mention, uh, mention mentioned Sandro Tonali. Um, Mason Mount. Phil, Foden. Phil Foden, we're not even really mentioning here. Uh, Gavi or Gravenberg. Um, but one, I just got to throw out there is mm. going to irk maybe Arsenal fans. Uh, one of the most progressive players uh, this year and tenacious players wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, and I know how to Rocky, Rocky road at Arsenal and, and still would, if he ever returned Matteo Guendouzi has been playing phenomenally mm-hmm. for Marseille this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it ain't just the hair, man. Uh, he's just been, he's been very, very good. He is not part of my midfield, but I just ha- felt like I had to mention him. But, but you, you have to
0: – yeah, the fact, uh, truth is, there's two players that could be in this. They're being snubbed and closely performing to be in this best under-23. You mentioned Gendozzi and Saliba. Both yeah. have a say to play in this team. That That is – that's crazy, man. Gendozzi. Yeah. Mason Mount, too. Saka. And it's the fact, too, I got to say, like, Alphonse Davis, he, I didn't put him, too, because he was injured. And Wesley mm-hmm. Fofana, too, he was injured. So hey, that's another yeah. stuff. But Saliba and Gendozi, watch out, people. But you want to go to the yeah. front three, Breton?
1: Yeah, do it. This this is, this is is just makes me angry. It,
0: it, it makes you angry, and it makes me angry if this happens to Real Madrid next season, okay? <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> because the front yeah. three, if you don't know, it, it's simple, I guess. Mbappe, Haaland, yeah. and Vinicius Junior. This season, no one, no one can be ahead. Okay, in the three, the top three ahead of Vinicius Junior. I, I, beforehand, I'd say Foden was in this yeah. generational category. That he is, yeah. I do believe Foden is special, but yeah. Vinicius Junior. Getting the finishing locked is like saying yeah. I'm a cheat code right now, guys. Okay, I'm Seriously. built different, and so that's why he's in my under twenty-three winger spot. That's it.
1: I agree with most of that. Mm. I am going. To, I'm going to push back on one. I mean, mm. Erling Holland. Erling Holland has actually missed eleven games this season, and he's already still got twenty-three goals, six assists in twenty games. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, he's absolutely ridiculous. But why? uh, Here's why I'm going to put Dusan Vlahovic over him. Okay. Vlahovic has actually been doing it against very quality uh, teams, competition. Okay. So, my front three is Vinicius, it is Vlahovic, and it is uh, Kylian Mbappe. Uh, Vinicius is very simple. He's actually beating, uh, Mbappe in a lot of metrics, uh, progressive carries, Mm -hmm. carries into the box, all sorts of things that won't show up on the stat sheet. No, by the way, he's also got 15 goals, 10 assists. And we know why Kylian Mbappe is there because you can, you can, whatever, wax poetic about League One just not being this, not being that. But mm-hmm. the, the dude's got 19 goals, 16 assists. Oh, he yeah. does it everywhere, right? He's just insane. He does it in the Champions League. He does it in League One. He does it wherever he wants to. I agree. Okay. Why do I pick Vlahovic over Erling Holland? Well, Vlahovic has 20 goals, four assists. A lot of it is because he has kept a middling team as dangerous as dangerous can be. He has had ridiculous performances against AC Milan and Atalanta and some others. While Erling Holland still cannot beat Bayern Munich. Okay, I don't mean this in a. I don't mean this in a negative at all
2: with Erling Holland.
1: Yeah, Uh, but like, come on, he had he had four of those twenty-three goals for Holland were uh, in in the DFB Pokal, right, in a cup play. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, He has two goals and four assists against Frankfurt this year, and like three goals against Gruther Furt. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's how you say their name. Uh, (laughs) You know, it it hasn't exactly come against quality competition. He is an absolute freak of nature, and very likely by the end of the season, uh, Erling Haaland will absolutely deserve to be in this 11, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same for me as Phil Foden. Phil Foden, by the end of this year, when we start getting into massive, massive games, Mm -hmm. like Manchester City doesn't need Phil Foden to light the world up every game. Right, mm-hmm. they need Phil Foden to serve a role, and I Phil agree. Foden has done that, and he has earned the praise and the trust of one of the best, you know, one of the best coaches around. A hundred percent.
0: Foden is ahead of Jack yeah. Grealish.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, exactly,
0: yeah. So, and Jack Grealish was a hundred million. So, yeah, that, that is Thank a testament you. of how good Phil Foden is. So, yeah, just and, gonna say, gonna say yeah. the elevens, so we can have yeah. a recap here with the elevens. So. At the goal, I go with Donnarumma, at the left, Noon with Ronaldo Rouge, Jules Conde, and at the right, Trent. Then my midfield, Chouamani, Declan Rice, and Florian Wirtz, and the strike force, Mbappé, Haaland, and Vinicius Jr. La Porta, please don't make this happen, if I really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right,
1: my 11, my goalkeeper is Aaron Ramsdale. My left back's Fonzie Davies. Uh, my two center backs are Jules Koundé and Urien Timber. Mm-hmm. Right back is Trent Alexander-Arnold. I've got uh, Declan Rice, Jude Bellingham, and all-English midfield uh, with my cam, Florian Wirtz. I-, I love that we're in agreement with that. And we've got Vinicius Vlahovic <laughs> and Kylian Mbappe up top. And one more thing. If Dusan Vlahovic had other things, like he he didn't even really play in Coppa Italia this year, if he had European competition, I do think Vlahovic would have maybe four, five, six, seven more goals to his name. That is true. Right? And and he doesn't have it. So he technically could be beating, you know, Erling Holland on goal... um, goal scored this year mm-hmm. but uh the funny thing is is yeah erling holland's a freak of nature I, I i this is nothing against him i we we know that he probably will be the oh they, we got to shout out a couple others that are having mm-hmm. ridiculous years though oh, jonathan Davis been phenomenal <laughs> for, for leal amin guiri yeah victor Osiman, darwin nunez these guys just you know they're great but they're not erling holland or vlahovic right now Darwin, though, man. Yeah, I I I agree with you. And Karima Dayami,
0: Yeah, I agree with oh, you. Yeah. you. You you got ballers out there, but yeah, Darwin, that's a. Uh, but yeah, people, tell us who should be in our best under twenty under twenty three eleven. Put down yeah. below in the comment section, please. Don't forget to like the video. It's a huge help, man. But yeah, episode forty two here in the wrap. a long one and a good one, man. Uh, I really enjoyed doing this. It was, uh, it, yeah. was,
1: it was good. It's cathartic. Uh, <laughs> there will be so much more to talk about. But uh, yeah, really, episode 42 in the books, man.
0: There you go, in the books, guys. And thank you for listening to episode 42, guys. Go visit fcwonderkid.com to support us even more. Head to the Twitch. We're going live on Twitch. And don't forget to subscribe on the YouTube. That's a massive help for us. And yeah, I hopefully you. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week, guys. Go bold.